Circus Podcast, one fan's opinionated analysis of every KISS release. This is episode zero, Why Another KISS Podcast. I'm your host, Ryo V, and I thank you for joining today's episode. Welcome to the show. So, why are you listening to another KISS podcast? Why listen to a KISS podcast hosted by Ryo V? What credentials do I bring? What do I hope to achieve with this podcast? What's going to make you want to tune every episode and listen to this podcast? Uh, All those thoughts and questions are what I hope to answer with this initial episode. uh, Episode zero, um, you know, the preview episode, if you will. Um, hope to answer all those questions and uh, just kind of entice you and uh, wet your whistle so that you'll want to listen to this uh, KISS album podcast, uh, Psycho Circus. Um, so what I'm looking to do with this podcast is I really want to put together a podcast that I have not heard about the band yet. Um, I want to achieve that. I hope to achieve that. And um want to do a complete historical review of the band and discuss every release uh, they've ever done. Uh, Kiss is my favorite band. They have been since I was uh, eight years old. And I imagine they will continue to be until the day I die. Um, I've, I've joked with my wife that I want to be buried in Kiss makeup inside of a Kiss coffin. Uh, that's the kind of fan that I am. I even have a Kiss room in my basement. So uh, I've listened to a lot of Kiss podcasts. Um, and I just haven't heard the podcast that I wanted to hear. So I decided, why not? go ahead and and try and create my own podcast so i'm looking to do uh, like i said a complete historical review of the band's releases so their albums um their videos um documentaries uh, anything that was put out by the band or by members of the band uh post being in the band, so like Ace Frehley's solo albums, Peter Chris's solo albums, um, Mark St. John's album with White Tiger, Bruce Kulick albums, Post Kiss, things of that nature, and um, I plan to do a very uh, detailed and opinionated review of uh, each album, go in and break down each song on the album, kind of talk about the uh, time frame when the album was released, look at the historical content, uh, context rather, of, of the album when it was released, what was going on with the band at that time, what members were in the band at that time, what was the state of music at that time. Um, as we know, Kiss has kind of 
uh, more and, and transformed throughout the decades. Uh, as styles of music change, they kind of change their style of music to fit the time. You know, when Dynasty came out, they, they tried to do a disco album because disco was hot at the time. And then in the mid-80s, with uh, all the hair metal being out there, Kiss kind of transformed themselves into a, a hair metal band. And then in the 90s, when grunge was all the rage, uh, Kiss put out uh, their version of a grunge record, uh, two of them actually, in Revenge and Carnival of Souls. So we'll kind of get the context of what music was like at the time when those albums came out and then dive in and do a, uh, a deeper analysis that really tells you track by track what what the album is about and what the songs are about and what I think of the songs, um, you know, and hopefully that'll, that'll create... Um, enough intensity in the listeners, you know, that you'll want to interact, you'll want to write in with your opinions, you'll want to email, you want to get the conversation going, you'll want to tweet about it, and uh, if you're like me, you'll even talk back to your radio, because certain podcasts that I listen to, uh, that's what I do, and that's good, that's, to me, that's what a good podcast is, when you're when you're talking back to your radio, or your iPhone, or your whatever you listen to your podcasts on, and you're um, almost having a conversation with the recorded podcast. That's to me. That's a good podcast, um, and that's what I'm hoping to achieve for you. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, in future episodes, I'll let you know. Uh, you know where to write in um, for email address and, and where to send your comments to, and things like that. So um, I also anticipate you know covering the live albums, the compilation CDs of which there have been several throughout the course of Kiss's career. Um, you know, we're gonna. I'm gonna review all the DVDs. Um, definitely the official releases. There are some unofficial releases that I'm gonna do a review about as well. At least for the ones that I have. Um, I may go into reviews of concerts that I've seen. I may go into reviews of uh, certain tours. Uh, throughout the band's history, I'm undecided on that yet. There is a lot of content to cover just with releases, both official and and unofficial. Um, you know that could take up to a hundred or more episodes. Um, so I don't know, you know, how far past that I want to go. The main goal for this though is to definitely cover all the Kiss releases, the studio CDs, the live CDs, the compilation CDs, and all of the DVDs slash VHS, because I'm not sure if everything that was released on VHS has since been um, transferred to DVD, but as we go through this journey together, we will find out, of course. Um, as I'll make note of that when I do the review. So that's my main number one goal, is to, to do a complete review of all that body of work as well as as I mentioned the post kiss albums by members of the band so when when all that is said and done um, my notes show that there's a that's that covers about a hundred plus episodes I think it was 105 episodes and then I'll do I'll probably do a few episodes where I talk about you know my top 10 albums my top 10 songs um, you know top 10 lists things things of that nature and that'll bring us to about 112 to 115 episodes. Um, I plan to release on a weekly schedule, so uh, 115 episodes would cover about two plus years. Um, you know, so where will I go after that? Um, I don't know. Check back with me 
in about 18 months. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what the uh, future plans are. So, uh, as far as uh, you know, what to what to expect, what you should expect to hear on this uh, podcast. Um, as I said, an analysis of uh, every Kiss album, studio album, a live album, the hits albums. Analysis of all the solo albums, including the newer ones, including ones that have recently been released by uh, Ace Frehley and uh, Bruce Kulick and other members of the band. Um, you know, I'm going to cover Vinnie Vincent Invasion. I'm going to cover White Tiger. I'm going to cover Union. Um, you know, all the VHS and DVD releases, and then um, any other DVD releases and specials. Like, there's a VH1 special that came out in the 90s, I believe, the mid to late 90s, called uh, When Kiss Ruled the World. Things like that I'll be I'll be covering as well. So hopefully uh, you'll be entertained, um, you'll learn something, and you'll enjoy the podcast, and you'll keep coming back. Um, you know that's that's my hope. Like I said, I want to put together the best possible podcast that I can. So I welcome all comments and feedback. Um, and in future episodes, starting with episode one. I'll have the email address for you where you can send uh, send your comments to, and uh, I will read some of those emails um, on future podcasts, and uh, you know take any uh, constructive criticism that comes my way that I think would help make the podcast better. I'm definitely going to uh, take that to heart and and do what I can to put out the best possible podcast. So. With that, why why would you listen to a KISS podcast hosted by Ryo V? Who is Ryo V? What is the Psycho Circus uh, KISS album podcast? And uh, why, why do you care? Basically, what credentials do, do I bring to the table? When I listen to a podcast, that's one of the things I want to know is who am I listening to and why do I care? Um, so as far as who you're listening to, uh, I... I have been a KISS fan since I was eight years old, as I mentioned. Uh, I've been a music fan since about the same time, uh, hard rock and heavy metal, and KISS was my gateway into hard rock. It was the first hard rock album that I listened to from start to finish. Prior to that, I was into all the bubblegum pop songs that you heard on your local pop hits radio station. So I was listening to the Stray Cats, and I was listening to um, uh, Talking Heads, and uh, I was listening to uh, you know bubblegum pop of the time. And uh, I had a friend in in grade school. It was a huge, huge Kiss fan. It's all he talked about. And I remember uh, in music class we were told we were asked to do a report on a on a band, basically do a band biography. And the teacher specifically said, "Don't do a report on gimmick bands." And she singled out bands like Cheap Trick and Kiss. And she said, I don't want to see a report on bands like that. I want a report on real musicians. And uh, <laughs> I always remember that because my friend who was in the class with me uh, was extremely upset 
by that statement. And so I did my report on the Beach Boys, um, which, if I recall correctly, I got an A on it, so that was good. But, uh, you know, the Beach Boys were acceptable, I guess. Well, <laughs> my friend did his report on Kiss. He didn't care what the teacher said. He, he stood his ground, and I respected that. I don't remember what the fallout was for him doing his report on Kiss. Um, I don't remember what grade he got or if he even shared that with me but i do remember his passion for the band and uh, and i said to myself he loved he is so into this band there's got to be there's got to be something there there's definitely got to be something there so a few months later i was out yard sailing uh, with my parents and i remember seeing destroyer in the uh in the vinyl section of the yard sale you know they had some records out there for sale and uh, i think it was a quarter and I begged my mother for a quarter. I said, I want to buy I want to buy this album. And I showed it to her. And I'm smiling. And I'm so happy. And I'm so excited. And uh, my mom was a big influence in my life on music. Both my parents were. So, so she appreciated my enthusiasm. And uh, I just remember her saying, okay, we, we can get this. And I was over the moon. I was over the moon. I was getting a Kiss album. And I remember going home. And uh, going into my room and pulling out my Hardy Boys record player. Uh, anybody remember the Hardy Boys? You're as old as I am. <laughs> That's good. And I remember uh, pulling out my Hardy Boys record player and putting Destroyer on side one, track one. And, and hearing this weird, strange newscast come across. And I, I said to myself, what is this? What am I listening to? And then, you know, the, the car door slamming and the rock and roll all night playing faintly in the background, which at the time I didn't know what that was. I had never heard a Kiss song before, so I didn't know what that was. And I'm staring at the album cover while I'm listening to this. And, you know, it's that classic Destroyer cover with the four band members standing on top of the mountain uh, overlooking uh, the wastelands in, in uh, post-apocalyptic wherever they are and I was just mesmerized and it just took my breath away and then the guitars kicked in for Detroit Rock City and and I was hooked I suddenly understood what my friend saw in this and it just it took my breath away and it even scared me a little bit I remember being a little bit frightened and uh, a little bit afraid to go to bed that night all because I listened to a Kiss album and for anything to elicit that kind of reaction out of me I knew it had to be special and that's that's when my love affair with Kiss started and by high school uh, you know it, it had really blossomed into uh, I became an obsessive fan just trying to get my hands on anything I could by the band uh, their releases magazine articles Anything with um, makeup on it, old posters, old albums, old cardboard cutouts, those were like, those were gold to me. They were the, the cream of the crop in the collection. And uh, if I saw them, I, I had to have them. And I didn't care what price I was going to pay. These were things that I had to have. So, uh, you know, Kiss was, was a, a huge fascination for me and uh, that's how it all started when I was uh, when I was eight years old so um, you know ever ever since then it's it's been me and kiss which is all well and good but what credentials do I bring to do a podcast you know what what um background do I have that's gonna hold your attention where you're gonna say all right this is this is a guy I can listen to 
um, weekly for however long the podcast is, which I ex- the expected length of each episode is around 40 minutes. Some are going to be longer, some are going to be shorter. I can tell you uh, the podcast for Destroyer, when I get to it, is probably going to be much longer because I'm probably going to retell that story I just told with more detail. And, um, you know, albums that I'm really passionate about, I can go on at length. So I'll try not to be over an hour on anything, but expected length of most episodes is going to be about 40 minutes. So you're going to have to listen to this voice for 40 minutes a week if you're interested. Um, But I do have uh, some credentials that uh, qualify me for such a thing. So um, I did do uh, stand-up performances when I was younger, and I still um, am the MC for a quarterly local comedy show, Um, so I do have stage presence and um, interaction and voice, and, uh, you know, I know how to how to draw people in uh, to listen, so uh, hopefully that you'll feel the same way after listening to a few episodes. Um, I wrote, wrote, wrote and still write a blog called The Rock and Roll Guru. Um, cheap plug, that's rockandrollguru.blogspot.com, and you can go there if you want to see my written works. Um, and I've been writing that blog since 2009. Um, I used to write for Hard Rock Hideout, the best hard rock website ever <laughs> and uh, I did uh, I started out doing CD reviews and then I got to do some interviews um, I got to uh, interview some really really cool bands um, which was nice um, you know I got to interview the guys from Trickster, Kicks, Night Ranger, Pop Evil things of that nature um, which is which is, was really spectacular and fantastic for me. And um, I'm glad that I got the opportunity. Um, and then a few years into that gig, um, unbeknownst to either of us, uh, Hard Rock Hideout uh, kind of just went on hiatus. And it was an unexpected hiatus. Uh, the editor, who became a very good friend of mine, Rob Rocket, uh, gave me the opportunity, as I said, to uh, write for the website. And then a few years in, um, it just, an unexpected summer hiatus happened, and we figured that it was going to come back full-blown the following fall, and it never did. And then we said maybe that spring, and it never did, and it just kind of uh, has been in hiatus since then. So we're, we're like those bands that go on a uh, an indefinite hiatus. That's kind into where we are with Hard Rock Hideout. So hopefully one day it'll come back, and if it does, I would love to uh, be a part of that. But um, that's uh, that's on hiatus for now. Uh, so I turned most of my attention back to my blog and started listening to some podcasts and you know sought out music podcasts and Kiss podcasts. And like I said, I wasn't able to find the Kiss podcast that I wanted. And while I was at Hard Rock Hideout, Rob and I did a very short-lived, I believe it was six-episode podcast um, for Hard Rock Hideout. And that, to me, was one of the biggest joys of being a part of the Hard Rock Hideout, was when we were were doing the podcasts. And it was just something that I loved to do, and I took to it well, and uh, I was really passionate about it, and really excited about it. So, um, 
a few years ago as I was uh, discovering or trying to discover KISS podcasts, I thought to myself, maybe I should do one. I mean, it just it never transpired and, you know, life gets in the way of life and went about doing things that I was doing. And then um, this past summer, the idea crept into my head again and I said, I, I think I really want to pursue that this time. And so I did a lot of research and put a lot of ideas and notes down and put a lot of thought into it and that's what brings us here so um you know that's what i bring to the table i am a passionate passionate kiss fan um i have experience in the music world with uh, my blog and with working for hard rock hideout um i have live stage experience i've done uh podcasts before uh, and so I want to do this now for KISS. Um, you know, I consider myself a historian, and I've spent countless years of my life listening to the band and consuming interviews, books, articles, magazines, the music, um, the live performances. I've, I've ingested so much of that that I hope to take that now and put it out there in podcast format that's entertaining and enjoyable for KISS fans uh, first and foremost but you know even for people who are maybe just discovering the band for the first time or want to know more about the band um, you know I'm sure there's some people that are going to you know just pick certain episodes that they want to listen to they want to know more about Destroyer or they want to know more about Revenge Um, and that's, that's fine that's all well and good but I hope the majority of you are uh, you know Kiss fans deep enough that you want to listen each and every week, and um, I am committing myself to releasing an episode each and every week until I achieve that initial goal that I stated. So that's that's what I bring to the table, and that's what I'm hoping to accomplish with this podcast. And I hope that you'll be along for the journey um, throughout every episode um, until we get to the end together Uh, but for now you know the the carnival has just begun (laughs) the psycho circus podcast is just taking off um you know just just starting to set sail and hopefully uh, throughout the weeks and months and years ahead we'll uh we'll take this journey together and um I thank you for listening, and I thank anyone who uh, who can stay with me throughout the entire journey. So um, before I wrap up this episode, I did want to provide some of my thoughts on the current state of the band. Um, you know, where KISS is at currently and what I think about it. So, uh, you know, KISS is in a state of flux right now. Um, they wrapped up their their most recent tour. They haven't released an album, a new album, uh, since Monster. Um, they got some things going on there. Uh, you know, there's rumors and speculations that maybe they'll get back into the studio and release a new album. I would love that. I would love to hear a new Kiss album, um, even with Tommy and Eric in the band. And, you know, I know there's there's fans out there who say, oh, without Tommy and without Eric, it's not Kiss. You know, bring back Ace and Peter and Tommy and Eric are scabs. And that's to me, that's nonsense. Um, Eric Singer has been the drummer of Kiss for more years than Peter Chris was, and I think he's talented, and um, I think he brings a good vibe to the band. I think Tommy Thayer is an exceptional guitar player. Is he ace freely? No, 
but who is? I mean, come on. Um, the only thing you're going to do better than Ace Freely is uh, Eddie Van Halen, you know, and, and <laughs> the, Eddie, the uh, Eddie Van Halen haters are probably going to write in now and say, no, Ace is better, and that's fine. That's, you know, that's all up to opinion, and I'm, I'm good with that. Ace Freely is a phenomenal guitarist and uh, irreplaceable, of course, but, you know, Tommy Thayer is an exceptional guitarist as well, just like Bruce Gulick is an exceptional guitarist, and an album with uh, Gene and Paul and Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer is a great Kiss album to me, if they do it right, and Monster and Sonic Boom were great Kiss albums. Uh, I'm glad that they're in my collection, I'm glad that the band recorded them, I'm glad that I have them to listen to, and I listen to them frequently. Um, you know, they're not albums that I listen to a couple times and put away. I still play them. Monster's still in my car for when I go on road trips. So I pop that in the uh, CD player and, and let it fly. It's I think it's a great album. I would love to see Kiss get back together with Bruce Gulick and do, um, you know, do some albums there, take the makeup off, and, uh, you know, kind of pick up where Carnival of Souls left off. To me, that would be fantastic. That would be a dream come true. It's not going to happen. They're too into the makeup and uh, the nostalgia, and I think they think that the makeup shows bring in more fans and therefore make more money. I personally don't think that's true. I would see Kiss with or without makeup. It all depends on the set list, which um, I'll probably get to in a future podcast. Maybe as a bonus episode, we'll cover set lists because I'm not crazy about what they have in the set list or their fear to play certain songs. Um, but that's that's for another podcast, not for this one. But I would love to see Kiss release a new album. Um, you know, with Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer is fine. If they could get Bruce Kulick involved somehow, that would be even better. And I'm hopeful. You know, the the rumors out there now are that there, there's talks that maybe they're going to go into the studio and record a new album. Um, or maybe that's just Paul thinking about it, and maybe it'll become a Paul Stanley solo album, which is, that that's fine too. It's not what I want, but it, 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 it'd be good. Live to Win was a great album. And if Paul can do something like that again... I'd be happy. I would. I would love to plunk down my money and buy the CD. Um, other things that are going on with Kiss is uh, Gene Simmons wants two thousand dollars for unreleased uh, songs, <laughs> and uh, that's a joke to me. I recently, um, my most recent post on my blog was about aging rockers and how they're kind of out of touch with their fan base, and I used Gene as an example. Uh, You know, does he realize that his fans work and work hard and they don't necessarily, most of them don't necessarily have $2,000 that they can, uh, of disposable income that they can plunk down for this vault? I get it. Gene's going to, you know, personally deliver it to you. That's great. I would rather shell out $200 and just have the songs, you know. I don't know if they're going to be good or not because as of this recording, just as as of my uh, blog post, a track list wasn't available, so I don't even know what's going to be on this thing. I'm going to shell out $2,000 for uh, re- recorded material from who knows when, and I don't even know what it is? No, that's that's not going to happen. Um, if I can get my hands on it somehow, I will review it uh, for the podcast, but since I'm going in chronological order, it'll be one of the last reviews I do, so I, I have a couple of years, I guess to find a way to hear this um 
you know, maybe I'll have to borrow it from a from a diehard friend who gets it, um, or maybe I'll be able to hear it on uh, Spotify or Amazon Music or something like that. I'm not going to hold my breath, but I do know this: I'm not spending two thousand dollars to hear the Gene Simmons Vault. So um, if I am unable to do a podcast on that particular album, which based on the amount of songs, which I believe is 150, would probably be a series of podcasts. If I'm unable to do that, um, all I can say is I apologize. But uh, two grand is not something that I have to throw at Gene Simmons right now. So... um, We'll see. We'll see what happens, and uh, we'll see what uh, Gene decides to do. Maybe, maybe eventually he will make a version available where it's just the songs, and for a couple hundred bucks, you can get them on a five-disc set or whatever. So that's my take on the uh, current state of Kiss as they stand now, and that pretty much concludes this inaugural uh, episode, episode zero, test episode, uh, preview episode, whatever you want to call it. I just I did want to include this rather than going right into the first episode, um, just to kind of give you a little flavor of what you can expect and um, kind of see if that's you know something something that you uh, that you would enjoy and hopefully we'll listen to uh, week in and week out so um, tune in next time where I will review the very first kiss album the self-titled debut album uh, released by kiss so that's what we have to look forward to until then you can find me on rock and roll guru blogspot.com um, as I mentioned I occasionally MC a local comedy show the Mickey who comedy show if you want to know more about that you can hit me up at Twitter I'm at Ryo V R Y O V I E and uh, I'd be happy to, to send you details about that and um, as I said next episode uh, for the first uh, official episode uh, where I cover the Kiss self-titled debut album. I'll have an uh, email address there and um, how you can reach out to me with any comments and questions and anything else that you'd like to discuss in the world related to Kiss. So thank you for listening to this inaugural episode and uh, tune in next time for Kiss's self-titled debut album. And until then, the carnival has just begun.
Cause it's never too late to work 